Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. This is your favourite time of the week. This is my favourite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowny Brown from Frowny Brown Town. Mourinho silences the football world with a 1-0 win over Spurs. A 97th minute winner clinches a draw for Palace against West Ham. New manager, same old Everton, who remain in the relegation zone. And of course, we have Facebook's finest, Champions League, England's future. And we take a look at week 11 of the Premier League season. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by a man who about an hour ago said if we played in England for about six months, we would be able to make it in League Two. Mickey Kennedy. I said I reckon. Uh, bit ambitious. I like I like setting goals. Goal yep. setting is uh, what makes people great, I think. Oh, you never know. Like we could have a really good season, like a breakout season. It would have to be a breakout season because it's our first. Bit of a bit of a shit week, but Mickey, for uh, for, me, for yours truly at least. Uh after yep. last week, you know, I had a I had a bit of fun. Uh, I like I you know, I had a really enjoyable week actually. And uh you know, Caribou Caribou Cup, now the Premier League, now we're uh, hosting Real Madrid. It seems like it's uh, my worst nightmare come to life. Yeah, well that's what you get for playing all I do is win. Um, <laughs> no one should be playing DJ Khalid songs, that's for sure. So um, a little bit of karma, which, you know, you well deserved. And uh, Liverpool get the three points this week, which is good. It's another Band-Aid over the bigger wound, I think, um, you know, beating Huddersfield. But it will take three points where we can get them at the moment. Yeah, well, we've got, we've got absolutely shitloads to talk about, Mickey. Yes. We've got Facebook's finals. We've got Champions League. We've got the Premier League. Where do we start? Do we have to start where I think we're going to start? We have to start at the uh, the biggest play result of the weekend, um, Spurs versus United. Uh, obviously, United gets the three points, which has made me very happy. You upset, obviously. I don't care. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, United play back again. You know, they play that kind of defensive... Uh, Style that you know they did see against like Liverpool and that, but this time they got the goal. And um, you know, I've been wondering what people's thoughts would be about these tactics if they got the winner against Liverpool. Um, you know, that could have been a um, a massive um, well, you know, the public's view on it could have been a lot different if if he got six points against these so called top six clubs. But um, you know, and he was very happy after the game, he even gave the little shush. Uh, sign, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty iconic picture actually. With posh in the background, with yeah, his, uh, arms crossed it, it. it was. And I, I don't know if it was, no, it probably wasn't really disrespectful, but it was a little bit untasteful. Um, I, did, I didn't think so. I thought yeah. that was more just to the media about everything, you know. Yeah. It's funny, like, I saw a thing on um, on uh, online, and it was kind of like, you know, United had their worst year and their 22, 23 points, and this much up, uh, this much goal difference, and Spurs are having a scintillating year, and this this and that, and we're doing so poorly compared to United. But I think, yeah, it's just been a bad week for United. And, they, you know, they're back yep. on the turns where, where I think a lot of United thinks they should be. Well, yeah. And um, I'll raise the question, has it been a worse week for United or has it been a worse week for Spurs? You know, um, it, it brings us to the first issue of the day where uh, Spurs did lose midweek to West Ham in, in the Carabao Cup or whatever you call it. Yep. Um, I know... Potch doesn't take these competitions too, too seriously, but um, I will raise the question, and it, it, the pressure's been building a little bit on this one, but, yep. you know, Spurs are out of this cup, which I thought was probably, to be honest, like, that was your best chance to win a cup this year, and then that's another season, like, say, you just don't win the league, which you're eight points behind already. Yep. Um, that's not great. So, you, <laughs> like, realistically, do you, like, do you still consider yourself in the title race? Of course. Yeah, I think that... 
I, you know, I said it last week. I still think it is a four horse. You could argue that Arsenal are in there. You got to understand. Well, if it's four horse, you have to put Arsenal in there. Yeah, I guess. But like, I just think Chelsea are. I think just a, mainly team. because of what they've done last year. I just feel like they have the ability to, even yep. though they're not really looking like it. Seems like there's a lot of infighting going on at Chelsea at the moment. But yep. I think you know City. Are, City again, and I say this. You know, it's very easy to pick City. I think they're obviously the heavy, heavy favourites right now. Um, but can you, I, see, can you see them losing at the moment? It's very tough, but I, it's one of those things where, like, every week you're kind of thinking maybe this is going to be the start of it. And that's yeah. what I think. I think every Premier League fan is even just holding out for that because they want to see a title race. They don't want to see a flogging. Yeah, well, they, to be honest, they didn't get a title race last year either. So, yeah. um, with Chelsea pretty much doing what City were doing. So, but uh, City haven't even lost a game yet. So, that shows they're probably a bit advanced on um, than Chelsea was last year. But, um, We'll stay on Spurs and United. Um, there's yes. a couple of issues that, you know, besides the, the Spurs losing to West Ham, well, um, it goes back to my point, you know, where's your cup going to come? Because you're still in the FA Cup, I'll give you that. Um, you can't, I can't see you winning the Champions League and I can't see you winning the Premier League. Like you're, you're in the race, but, yeah. you know what I mean, you're, you're really just holding in there. Unlikely. Kind of like a Stephen Bradbury kind of thing yeah. without, without people <laughs> tripping over. Well, City, you never know. There's teams have done this in the past. Liverpool, uh, Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Bradbury would be good friends, actually. Um, <laughs> good one. That was quick. Yeah, it was. Um, Champions League, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not expecting us to win the whole thing. Premier League, at the moment, you'd think it's very unlikely. Uh, FA Cup would be lovely. Um, I think th- that's, I think, a bit more of a credible cup. I know, I understand where people come from. They're like, Spurs just win a fucking trophy. I understand yeah, I that I think point you just need it. to win one. Like Because at the end of the day, like... You might as well finish where Liverpool finished last year. They like they finished fourth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. There's no like you don't want to go back in history and say you had this run that goes for another maybe three or four years. Like yeah. you never know in football. Like your team can be turned up. Your team definitely can be turned upside down within next season. Within like, a, within a summer transfer window. <laughs> exactly right. And then you could you could seriously find yourselves back to square one. Do you really want to have your best three years that you've probably had in the last thirty years at Tottenham? No trophy, yeah, nothing to, to show for to it. To be like the only thing to be known of is like remember that time that Spurs put the pressure on for a few years. I understand that, yeah, yeah it's a it's a good point, but yeah, it's kind of like I I guess we you kind of got to put faith in the manager for that that reason, and it's kind of like you know Caribou who who won it last year? Did anyone does anyone know? Um, like the, Man City I, did, I think. Man City, oh, oh I think United beat Southampton. Was it was that a game? Yeah, that might have been one. Sorry, I was thinking the year before. But uh, it's one of those like again, and that's that probably sums up a lot about what the Caribou Cup is like. We don't really care. It's not yeah. really it's not really a game we worry about. Um, it would have been nice to beat West Ham because it's West Ham. But yep. it was, in all honesty, I work. I remember waking up that day, going to work, and being yeah. like, "Oh shit, we played! I forgot about that." Check the scores. Oh, two 0 up, and we lost three two. Like that. Yeah. That's the most disappointing. And part. it was a tale of two halves, supposedly. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys were dominant the first half, and then it pretty much showed what Pochettino thought of the the cup when he took Loriente off and then put Son. Oh, not Son on. Uh, what's his name? Kulu or something? Yeah. Um, cool. Kudu. Yeah, Kudu. Kudu. Yeah. So who's, um, who's just kind of in that that bracket at the moment? Yeah. Um, which and he's not even a striker. He's a left left midfielder. Yeah, left winger. Yeah. So, um, but it does beg the question. I will say this one thing about Spurs is, um, because I've I've heard a few people you know talk about this and 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 go maybe this is a a, wor- a, a worse result than what people are making out to be. Um, because you are out of a cup. Yeah. Um, I think the the skeptics got to think too. Is the one thing I've realised over the last couple of days. You know where Poch is taking his team. Spurs have done so well now that it's not a top five anymore. It's a top six. You know what I mean? Like the problem, you, you're yeah. in the bracket now. And but the problem is, 
Um, it's almost like we've fall we've, out of that bracket. We've easily. skipped. We've skipped that kind of winning a couple of cups or winning just any cup. We've kind and of now gone just from, part of it. Yeah, yeah. We've gone from okay, like yo, we, we can hopefully win a Caribou, but like then we're just like yo, instead of expecting to win it, we're kind of like now we're expecting to win the FA yeah, Cup and win stuff. the league. And now, yeah. so it's, it's we've kind of it's the quick rise, and I guess that's kind of the. Uh, you know, the pros and the cons of having it um, on the United game. But um, I thought we caught up, caught up with an, um, you know, a new little feature I'm showing for the show, Mickey. Yep, 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 uh, always on. looking to improve. Uh, Harry Winks with a bit of an interview here. We're disappointed. So, you know, we've, I think the manner in which we conceded, it was um, just, a, you know, a long ball from the keeper and it, it could have so easily been avoided. But, um, yes, you know, against the top teams, you get punished when uh, when you make these sort of mistakes. But, you know, I thought we was we was excellent and we defended so well and, just one one lapse of concentration, unfortunately, and you know we conceded. That's what the manager always talks about: minor details. They're the, they're the things that win matches, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, we defended so well, and against teams like Manchester United, you can't switch off. And um, you know, I mean, I'm, I need to watch the goal back. I can't rem- really remember what happened. All I know it was a long ball that we probably could have easily avoided. But um, you know, I thought we was excellent. We was, uh, we you know, we fought really well. We 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 done really well, and unfortunately, to get to you know lose lose the game like we did, it's not good. We were, you're right. We're always in the game, always looking to pull them around, trying to create that opening. We we created a, one for Delhi, didn't we? It was always seemed it was going to be one goal. Yeah, yeah, it felt that way as well on the pitch. It felt like it was always. It was always going to be one goal. I was hoping it was going to be to us. Um, we come close many times, but yeah, like I said, against these sort of teams, you have to be you have to be focused all the time. And pretty, uh, yeah, pretty telling, I think, Mickey. Like, yeah, he's very well spoken, especially for yeah. a very very young kid. Says all the right things, which is what you need to do. Was, who is the older player? Who's the older player? Yeah, he said he's like 28. Ah, uh, that's Trippier, yeah. Yeah, so is he Trippier? That was Harry Wicks. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I seriously, I get them swept up every single time. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, he's well spoken. The one thing I will bring up about this, you know, he he did mention that they, you know, they did defend defend so well, and I I tend to agree with that. Um, except for I'd say a defensive error more than an attacking display that got the goal. Um, you know, Lukaku flicking that ball over Marshall, running onto it. Marshall seemed the only one alert out of that whole situation. You, if you, if you think of Eric Dyer there and, and letting the ball flick over his head, um, and even Aldo like letting. Marshall's get into that position in the first place. Um, I'll literally like, I'll have to compare maybe um, Lovren's decision making to Dyer's. And, and it was a similar, like, they're not too similar, but the similar type of ball where it was misjudged, the ball goes over the defender's head, and, you know, the striker scores. Now, what I will say is that um, Lovren was slated, and, you know, and I know he let, let him too, but Eric Dyer's literally cost you guys a game in, in a degree where that turned into a goal and that's cost you three points or essential or one even. Yeah, it was it was just a case of yeah, it was a very good header. Let's let's give a bit of credit where credit's due, and a lot of you know we'll talk about this a bit more about Lukaku, but for all the little that he did throughout the game. Again, sometimes it can't. It doesn't have to be a match. It can be your moment, and his ball through, whether it was intentional or not, was uh, was excellent. And yeah. I think Alderweireld getting bumped, uh, getting worked off the ball so easily was something that was actually quite telling. And um, yeah, I I do agree. Die was very. He was just slow to get off the mark. It was very strange. It was like, but it, it did have a lot of similarity. Uh, similar. Uh, I can't even try say. again. Try again. Similarities. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, with uh, Lovren's last week, and um, for me, it. 
it shows when you know a player's under fire, everything they do they do is under a microscope. And you know, I haven't really heard much about Dyer's um, positioning in that in that instance, and I haven't heard too much after it. But I, I kind of you kind of feel that you know. Would Lovren be sitting back in your seat going, I swear I did that last week and the difference in ridicule is huge? Um, I just, Look, it's not really. I think Lovren, you know, he, he needs to work out how to get back on the bench for Liverpool in the first Yeah, well, that was going to not be injured. Yeah, I think that, um, I like, yeah, it's not, I don't think it was as bad as Lovren personally. I, I'm trying to put on it. It wasn't great, but. It wasn't fantastic. Like, literally, it, like, I think Martial literally walked in between your two defenders. Yeah, it, I think it was more a, uh, it was almost like a lack of communication because Dyer looking at, um, it was you could see his face kind of, you know, the reaction time and then you see, because when you see Martial coming across, it's almost like he's like, oh shit, I didn't know that people were around. Yeah. Maybe maybe Jan should have done better telling him, maybe Hugo could have been de- better. A lot of it noise. was a token at the back, wasn't it? With him? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, but uh, Alderweire getting beaten by Lukaku for the ball yeah. itself, I thought was poor. Um, you know, throughout the game, it was kind of, it wasn't a fantastic game to watch in, in all honesty, yeah. but, um, it was a classic Mourinho game, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. He grinds out a one nil win and that's, that's what you kind of want. Man United have a habit of doing this against Spurs at Old Trafford. That's why we have a terrible record over there, but we always seem to beat them on the return leg. So hopefully that can happen again. Um, yep. you know, Ali missing that goal. I thought that that was, that was probably the biggest chance of the game. And getting shut down on the pitch by Ashley Young. Yeah. I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that. Um, Opinion on you now, might as well. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on it? Because I, I think it's fucking great. I, I think Ali's getting a little bit too big for his boots, to be honest. Um, there's a couple of things that you know happening, you know, you know, regularly now, and and a part of his game is getting under his opponent's skin. That's for sure. Um, he's probably come up against someone who had a bit more comebacks than he thought uh, this time, and. You know, with the with Ali and, and the way he plays his game, and you know, a couple of times now he's been diving. Do you see one challenge on the weekend where he didn't even get touched and he fell to the ground? You know, is he's starting to become like a what like the kind of Neymar syndrome, almost like you know a sport little brat kind of thing? Because it's becoming more apparent to me. Like, and I know you as a spur, you a spur supporter, you might have a little bit more defense, and I understand why he does some stuff, but it's. It's starting to come off um, a bit childish now and a bit, um, yeah, for me as a, as a neutral, it was like kind of like a little brat, you know, having a whinge. I don't really have any defence. I, I, you know, I've said this many times. He, he dives a lot. He does. He likes to overreact to things. Um, the one that happened on the weekend, like, it's funny because I hear, like, you know, most of the time they uh, like to give it to people for diving. This one they didn't for some reason. The commentators weren't too keen to kind of be like, yeah. it was more like, you know, he expected contact, so he went down. Don't buy that so much. I, I don't think, buy that I think you all. need to get contact to actually go down. Like, you know. Yeah, you should be watching the ball. You shouldn't be thinking about what someone's going to do with their, you know, to touch you. Like, you know, to, like, because in his mind, he's got, he must be thinking, what are, what are, when are they going to touch me? When am I going to go down? That's not the ball. Like, you know what I mean? For him to, like, automatically just trigger. Like that, like he was waiting for it. Is it's pretty sad, I think. Um, and also on the you know being big too too big for his boots, hundred percent. He's been like this is why this is why everybody thinks um Ali's gonna go to somewhere else and Kane's gonna stay because Kane's even though it might not happen and Kane's worth a lot more money than Ali, but uh like Kane's much more humble and he's much more committed to the club where yep. Ali he, like I, he loves his club. I know he does like the way he acts and all that and but he he has this like you know there's something about him that makes him go like. First side of an offer that he'll go for it, and I just yeah, I just feel like that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, with the Ashley Young thing, I, I quite enjoy that. I think that it's good to see um, somebody kind of put somebody like Ali, who yeah, as we said, kind of is getting a bit too big for his boots and isn't as good as what he thinks he is. Yeah. He really isn't. I Agreed. keep telling you this, like you know, no, I agree. I've been yeah. agreeing with you. I like, think he's a good player. He, he, you know, he had that that breakout season last year, but he, he's just become another player now. 
Yeah, well, he's like he's an ex- he is excellent. Like, he's a very good player, but he's not like to put him like I think when we did our top tens, like you said, where would Ali rate? And I said maybe top thirty. Like, and that's my honest opinion. I really yeah. don't think he'd be. He's not an elite. He's not an elite player. He has his spurts, and he's a great. I heard someone say this, so I can't credit it, but um, he's a great highlight reel player. He loves doing the nutmegs. He likes trying to like he, yeah. you know when he's he's. Highlight reel at the end of his career, him and Giroud's highlight reel is going to be <laughs> some of the greatest things of all time. Yeah. But, like, you know, he's just not that good. Um, I like that Young would say that, kind of take him down a peg. Although it's, you know, it's a pretty easy thing to say. I've won a Premier League, you haven't. So I was kind of yeah. like, <laughs> you know, for a play. But league. then, you know, like on Ali's side, for someone who hasn't actually won anything, like, let's just get ready. Right. He's played at MK Dons, maybe. I think he come, I think his highlights are coming second in League One. Good, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, maybe he's biting off more he can chew coming up to someone like Ashley Young, who is having a pretty decent season this year. He's, he's, he's playing out of nowhere. exceptionally well. The left backs have been very favourable for players like uh, Ashley Young. I think Fabian Dolph is another one who's he's really taken that role on. Yeah, um, revelations, really. Yeah, this yeah. And back when, I think, pretty sure Antonio Valencia, was, he was a winger at one stage, I think. Yeah, maybe. he was, yeah. And he went to right back at Man United. These players that are, are moving on a bit. James Milner is another one. He's got he went to left back and he's played well. He could play the, anywhere, Milner. Yeah, well he can. Yeah, he's exactly right. But um, it's really becoming uh, a safe haven for these guys that have played in the middle of the park on the wings and may have slowed up a bit over the last couple of years. And but they use their Premier League experience but, and they and they use you know their timing more now than pace. And and these positions are really being filled up by ex- experienced players. But they're still they're still well. um, they're still explosive, and that's the thing. Like they're not maybe they're not the midfielders who've got to run around fully for 90 minutes, but yeah. the guys when, because, you know, the, the left back and right back are the wing backs basically now, like the, it's kind of, it's taken on a new kind of position in the last few yeah. years. So like these guys need a good turn of pace. And like, you know, you see guys like Walker, the reason, there's a reason why everybody wants to buy Walker on FIFA and that because he's so, so good down quick, the wings yeah. and like, you know, Ballerin as well, same kind of thing. And like, you know, you have these players like Delph, Valencia, Young. Have you, have you got any of the ultimate team yet? I have Ballerin. That's the only one I've Did got. Did you get Ballerin? He's yeah. too expensive for nah. me. Uh, I, I, Had you, you got him in a pack, didn't you? No, nah, I didn't actually. Oh. <laughs> I bought it for like six. Um, yeah, I got him really cheap. It was uh, so yeah. Like there's there is a new definition. It's all about the explosive pace rather than doing it for ninety minutes, which is which yep. suits these elderly people. Elderly people, yeah. <laughs> the retirees. Uh, United scoring after eighty minutes. Martial again. Like you know, should this guy be calling for a uh, a first team spot or what? Well, you know, when you've got him, Rashford and Lukaku on the same team, um, you know. The, where do you go? And uh, you know, when they all prefer the the center role, center forward role, um, it's it's pretty it's pretty hard. I think it's best to the, like maybe rotation. I don't know. They got to yeah. they got they got to figure out something. And um, you know, like Lukaku hasn't scored in a few games, but he's he's crowed to assists in the last couple of weeks. And um, you know, even in that respect, he's been playing well. Oh, I think anyway. But like he goes missing a lot. The Tim Cahill effect. Yeah, you he know, does. Yeah, he, the uh, Tim Cahill effect goes missing and has one brilliant moment, kind of thing. Hasn't scored in a while. Hasn't um, scored in a while. No, I think six, six oh, across no. all competitions. Maybe yeah, six. maybe. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on uh, Mourinho coming out and kind of saying that you know the fans have turned on Lukaku because we were talking about this before and we fucking had no idea about this. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a bit premature. He seems to do this, Mourinho. He's he's a kid getting his own team, but you know, getting their nerve up. He. Someone that, like, he almost start like, it's almost like having a, a pile of wood, right? And he's lit, he's lit the match himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he likes, and then wonder why he's gone up in flames. 
he likes having his team play the, like be the victim sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, like everyone's against us. He likes the us against the world mentality, yep. which uh, plays perfectly into the way he talks. Like, I was, I was listening to him pregame and they were asking him, it's like, oh, what are you, you going to do now that um, Harry Kane's not playing? And they said, he's, he's just like, oh, well, are you going to ask me why? Uh, what about uh, Pogba and uh, Fellaini and like, all these players that are missing for them? Which is a reasonable point. And he's like, have you asked Pochettino that? And he's like, I haven't interviewed him. Like, make sure you ask Pochettino that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he likes to uh, point out, he loves pointing out his injuries. Yeah. Um, I, well, he, he's prepared if he loses that, you know, they already know the reasons why he lost. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, I told you Pogba was out. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we weren't going to yeah, win. Obviously, we weren't going to win. Uh, and if we won, you like we won without Pogba. Yeah. You know. Any uh, last last thing quickly before we move on? Um, yeah, you told me not to mention the Harry Kane thing. I might as well mention it to you because you're a bit more of a neutral. Uh, does it play any effect, or was it just kind of like you know whichever team took his chance better was going to win? Um, no, you know, as a Liverpool supporter, we haven't had Mane for five weeks. Yeah, that's right. You know I mean, and so of course, know, yeah. And I, I don't think I've bring him up once in. Uh, I think I've brought him up more than you. Yeah. So uh, for me, I don't think it's an excuse. You know, obviously you're better with those players, but if they're not there, then you pl- you play the field. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. It's not like you move the guy. Like, it, it, it is a hard one, but because Kane is the best striker in the Premier League. Well, so. Mane is probably our best player in the team. Yeah. And you're, probably the most dangerous. In your team, yeah. Not in the, not in the league, buddy. Just, what, you reckon he's not the most dangerous winger? Look, I haven't seen him play so long. i tell you who might be a... Oh. After so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go about Sane's going a little bit, but we're gonna move on, Mickey. Yeah, Sane. <laughs> yeah, we have to like finally we probably get off it. Um, just just to recap, Spurs lost. <laughs> we spent twenty minutes on a one nil one nil win. Yeah, um, and a bo- and a mostly boring game. Yeah, exactly. a lot of talking points, but but this next game, Mickey. Uh, oh, there's no. Uh, I love I love there's cliffhangers. No, there's no boring part about this one. I love last minute goals. I love just I love the chaos that it brings to uh, a team, especially when it's happening against West Ham. Uh, yeah. Crystal Palace, West Ham. Two Two all. Uh, what, are, what are our thoughts, Mickey? Uh, this is uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah, well, you know, I think Billish has pulled the rest of his hair out, what he's got left. <laughs> um, you know, two all draw. Um, West Ham looked like they had it in a bag. Unbelievable strike by uh, Jordan Ayew. Uh, yeah. Andre, sorry. Andre Ayew. Yes, yeah. um, Andre Ayew, uh, left foot, hits a, the top cross by it, so the box, you know, beautiful uh, shot. Unstoppable. Uh, Chico Roll scores again. Yeah. <laughs> um, should have done better the keeper, I think, for that one. Yeah, maybe he should have. And, and, but the shot was a bit weird, wasn't it? He, yeah. he stuck his foot out kind of on the – if you can imagine, he's, he stuck his foot out, his right foot out, and it's come off like the outside of the foot and to go in. Um, classic Chico roll goal. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's scored a goal outside the six, oh, three yard box or whatever it's uh, called. He's, he's uh, never scored a goal outside the box. Ever? In the, in the Premier League. Really? Yeah, that's a fun fact. Actually, I learned that on the weekend. So, yeah. Well, that, that backs up everything I've said about him. Yeah, he's, he's a beautiful poacher. He's yeah. Like, and, you know, a team like West Ham need that. <laughs> like, yeah, at the moment, well, they need anything at the moment. <laughs> yeah. um, Palace win a penalty to get themselves back in the game just seven minutes after AU's goal. Was it there? What do you reckon? Yeah, I think it was there. Um, Eclipse him. He, he probably made a meal of it, but, you know, it was good. They, they get a um, penalty back. And then Wilfred Zaha, the man that. Roy Hodgson would have to say he's literally keeping his job together at the moment. <laughs> um, scores a goal that he should never have been able to score. Let's just get that right. Um, 95th minute goal. Um, Antonio, I don't know what you're doing. Um, like, you know, for, for a man, like Billich, like for a man whose job's on the line at the moment, right, and he, and he sees one of his players 
a schoolboy era. Um, you know, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the goal yet, so Zaha stuck in the box, 95th minute. The whistle is just about the goal. He's on the, the on the goal line. He's got nowhere to go. All Antonio had to do was keep him in that in that square, really, and make him play back or something. Um, he, he almost overcommits in the running kind of thing, and Zaha kind of just pops himself back out. I don't, I don't know who the other defender was, but uh, Rice, right? Coming yeah. off, coming off the bench, it was Rice. I just checked that dead. It was, it was a FIFA goal, wasn't it? It was one of those ones where you overpowered FIFA player, you could just kind of run, run around, around and and, and put it into it. the corner, and um, you know, it saves Palace's skin, but God, it just threw West Ham under the bus, and it, it seriously, it summed up their season. You know what I mean? It really did just. Oh, you, you know, you feel, you got a feel for West Ham supporters there. And Joe Hart talking after the game, he was absolutely shattered. Um, I don't know if you've seen the interview, Nick. But, no, I haven't actually. Um, he was absolutely gutted and quite rightfully so. Um, this is just childish defending, and <laughs> it's, it's cost it's cost them two points. It's schoolboy stuff. This is um, and the, and this was a six pointer. West Ham could definitely be dragged back into this into this um relegation fight within a matter of. Well, within a game, you know, they're what I mean? one like, point outside relegation. Yeah, one point out. Yeah, so you know, unfortunately for West Ham, you know, they're, they're scratching their head. Do you reckon it's enough to keep Bellucci's job? You know, they they beat Spurs during the week. You know, they should have won this game, but they didn't. But the, you know, what they should have and did do doesn't. You know, two completely different things. Uh, I think he's safe. I think just the main reason being that. You know, he was it, he was in a good position. He wasn't. It wasn't like they uh they scrounged a draw here. They kind of they were in the driver's seat. They got pipped at the line. It's not much Billage can do about a shitty fucking defensive error like that. that yeah. was, as a, as you said, it was schoolboy shit. Um, you know, real credit to Zaha for well, I guess credit Assistance, or maybe really. being I don't know because if he misses it, we go why the hell didn't he try and cross it or do something? Oh, else no, no, I don't think so. Really, like it was in that kind of thing where the sh- you know once he turned onto his right foot, the shot. Was almost had to had to be shot, like you know, he almost had to go for it. Um, does this now for Roy Hodgson? You know, he's got four points. You know, he's had some tough fixtures. How would you be feeling right now as um, a Palace fan? Like, there's a little bit of an out there question. Um, they're currently four points from safety, five points. Sorry. Yep. Um, you know, what do you what do you think right now? Um, I'd be quietly optimistic if I was a Palace fan. You see, like, you see that they do have the quality within them. They play Tottenham next week. That, yeah, and that's a, that's a big game because you know I I still think the Wembley curse is still there. In all honesty, just again, especially against the lower teams, and I think yep, the you know, okay. Crystal Palace are going to go in there thinking we're in for a real shout here. And and they're playing at Wembley again. You know that that factor exactly. Like, would half they play half those players even played at Wembley before at Palace? No. Actually, there would have been a few of them. Actually, there's some like decent players. There, but yeah, that's a, that's surprised. the scary thing that they've got a decent list, and that's the problem. But uh, I I think that you know we've said that you know Palace, and we I don't think. On this show, we've ever kind of said that they're guaranteed for relegation. I don't think we yeah, have. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And I, I still don't think they will be relegated. I just, I, for some reason, I'm just, I'm waiting for it to happen. And you know, I might be waiting for another, you know, 28 weeks, and, and it'll never happen. But like, you know, just waiting for that kind of that yeah. streak to come on. You know, things will start going their way. And you know, when you've got quality, and as you said, you know, Zaha is just. Again, we've said this many times, but he's the best player that they've got. And, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you put him in the right positions, and he'll do this for you. And I, I, I have every faith in Crystal Palace that they're gonna they're gonna finish seventeenth. Seventeenth, <laughs> Jesus, you've given him high hopes, haven't you? Um, I think it's too like it's it's like as poor Crystal Palace start has been. You know, the, the teams around from probably fifteenth down to them, they're tripping over themselves as well. You know, what I mean, there's no 
they haven't like there, there hasn't been a um, break off between the bottom three and, and say that next five. Um, so you know, on, just sheerly on that, you know, they've got a chance to stay stay up this season. And I think um, as like you go to West Ham now, and West Ham, you know, where do they go? Cause they're just outside of the um, the relegation, so one point exactly. Um, they're currently winning me $50, but, you know, not convincingly. Yeah, I was going to say, our $50 bets, it's going to be who uh, doesn't get relegated. Yes. I think the uh, the only poor f- the only thing uh, that would be worrying for a Crystal Palace fan, sorry, is that West Ham and Everton are currently in that kind of, uh, that bracket of being, you know, in relegation or just outside of it. Neither of them are going to get relegated. We can both- well, well, that's the thing too. And I, th- I still think they can find themselves in a bit of trouble here. Um, but the thing about it, I think, in Everton's perspective is that, you know, if Everton are in that bottom three in January, they'll spend stupid amounts of money to get themselves out. You know what I mean? Like they'll go, they'll more than more well and truly break the bank to, and the first thing they'll buy is a striker, surely. And that, and that's the thing I think too between between Palace and Everton. Um, Everton know they've got plenty of weaknesses. The squad's too top heavy in the centre attacking midfield kind of role. They're too slow. They're too slow as well. There's another point. So. Those three areas, they will be dealt with as soon as um, January 1st or December 31st is finished. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, will, they will have guys lined up ready to go. You'd hope so. Like, again, Crystal Palace, I don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, and, like, you know, again, you don't know what you, what can be done sometimes at the January transfer window. I'm sure every Everton fan is uh, kicking themselves that they didn't get Giroud, which they pushed for big time. Yep. Um, you know, especially after him being just a, high, a, a human highlight reel. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is... Um, Everton are more likely to just kind of, you know, nip it in the butt and be able to get anything just to replace it, maybe even if it's just for six months or get someone on loan. Like, yeah. they'll just, they'll, they'll find a way to get out of it. Same with West Ham. I don't, if you had to pick one, who do you think is more likely to get relegated out of, out of our two teams? <laughs> um, I think West Ham, just since they've, they've had it more recently, you know, but I can't see, you can't, you can't, you, they shouldn't go. You know what I mean? Like, you know, your common sense says they don't go down, but, as we know in the Premier League, anything can happen. One last question before we move on to the next game, Bilic, Does he? Do you think after like, like the rumor had it over the last couple of weeks that he had two games to prove himself? Yeah. After those two performances, would you keep him? Um, I'd keep him in for another. See, this is the thing too, yeah. and this raises a question because I listen to a lot of West Ham supporters on Talkback Radio, and. A lot of them are on the assumption that Billich has been into this situation more than once, which is true. And he seems to get a couple of results and it, and it saves him for about two months. You know what I mean? And then the two months come up and they're in the same position and then he gets these last two and then he does what... Like, yeah. when does it stop is the question. And I think it's probably almost up. He he reminds me of... um He's, he's a... He's a typical uh, test cricketer when, like, you know, when they're under the pump and they'll make 100 or one half century or take a fifer and it'll keep him in the side for the rest of the summer. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's exactly like that in terms of the managerial roles. Uh, yeah, again, I, I agree. Like, you know, there is, there's every reason why they sh- West Ham should just cut their ties and be like, you know what, let's just fucking, let's find someone better. But they've got to find someone better too, isn't it? And that's exactly, big Sam's Big Sam's a phone call away, I'm sure. Um, they've got a big yeah. game this week. Uh, this huge, actually, game yeah. for both teams, you know, yeah, considering. Well, that's a, yeah. Yeah, well, and, they've got Liverpool at home at least. And it's not going to be easy. Uh, we'll move on, but yep. uh, Burnley at Newcastle happened just this morning, Mickey. Uh, Hendrick with the goal. Uh, you know, this is, again, we, we said this last week, this was a really uh, important game, uh, you know, keeping well, it the was, team in. It was really um, 
for me, I thought this for these three teams, right? This was a free game. This is a like this is a free three points because they're, they're both in <laughs> commanding positions at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, they're they flying like Newcastle with the championship team they've got. They're doing unbelievably well. Burnley under Dyche is just absolutely tearing this league apart now. Um, for a team you know that are they've you know been recently promoted as soon as last year. Um, for me, like. These are just these are games at the moment where they're they're so much ahead of where they should be that you know each couple of games they're just playing to get it more ahead than what they already are. Um, I, I watched a bit of this game. It could have gone either way at some stages. Um, Christian actually had a really good first half in Newcastle. I will say that he's he's stunned to find like he's got the time. He's had the time now to develop into a Premier League player. Like he he was at Chelsea. He was at a few big clubs and. Um, probably didn't look the Premier League player that he should have. He was young, but now he's he's getting some time out on the Rafa, um, and he's starting to turn into a decent player now. Um, Burnley, you know, they just, you know, they 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 controlled the the second half a lot better. I thought that you know if someone was going to pinch a win, it was probably Burnley looking into the second half. Um, I think John Joe Shelby for Newcastle is is putting up a claim for maybe that England spot. You know, really, yeah, yeah. He's been playing really well, and you know, with the World Cup coming up, and if he can hold his discipline, like no one can say he's, he's, he's you know, his talents, talent wise, he's you know, yeah, a great lucky. player. It's just his temper is just killing him at the moment. Um, but for these two teams, this was a good test of you know to challenge you know two clubs that are probably at the same spot at the moment. Yeah, this is again. I I, I just about agree with everything you say, Mickey, which is very unlike me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Atsu, I completely agree. Atsu is a really great player. Uh, he's looking r- really strong. He was he was really good in the first week actually against Spurs. Yeah. So I, I you know I've been impressed with him for a while. Burnley grinding out another win. They're not they're not really the prettiest team to watch, but I think that's what you know. I think that's what Burnley fans will love about them. They're kind of they're they're more in uh, in for the result than. Uh, Yep. Then you know, making a big thriller every game. Um, this, again, you know, as you said, it's basically a, th- a free three points. There we go. Say that three times fast. Um, you know, Burnley right now, just you know, if they won by one or two more goals, they'd be uh, they'd be edging Liverpool out of the top six yeah. right now. So yeah, they definitely would. Yeah, you know, they're they're absolutely flying. Like they're they've nearly and you know, we I put them in my relegation zone at the start of the season. They're nearly. Guaranteed not to be relegated, like you know, at this moment, yeah. yeah well, like, the way they're going at the they, moment, they, they've they, all, well, the the win and a half away from having already half of the points required to stay up. Exactly, and this season it almost looks like it might be a season where you know thirty five points might be able to do it for you. Yeah, like yeah, you know, it's just like at yep. the moment you know ten games in and there's teams on four, seven, and eight points. Like it's not much. It's no. like you know there's there's a lot of room for improvement if they want to do it. Then you know, hopefully these teams can make a move to make it really interesting down the bottom because I love I love the relegation race. Uh, especially when there's no title race on, which there might not be. Uh, we'll move on to that title race, but Mickey, um, yep. league leaders. Oh, sorry, quick one. Yes. Now the rumours have been building about um, Sean Dyche's, you know, and Everton's vacant job or semi-vacant job at the moment. Yes. Do you think he'd be a good manager for Everton, and and should he leave Burnley for Everton? No, I wouldn't. Like, I, I, but will he get a bigger club? Yeah, of course. He, he, I think he Who, could, like would would you see any of those top six clubs hiring oh, Sean, Dyche? Sean Dyche? No, no, definitely not. I, but I just think that you know you the club puts faith in the manager. I think the manager like there should be some kind of repaying it in but some sense. If they if they were four points from Crystal Palace, he'd be gone without without any like he's been there five years. Of course, yeah. Um, he's been there five years. The loyalty would be very quick the other way just to wipe that out. So, in, in his perspective, does will he ever you know? 
if Everton come calling, don't forget they've they've got the financial backing. They've just had a shocker start. It'd be a big job to turn Everton around, but would you know would it be in his best interest to leave Burnley for Everton? Look, I, there is there is a claim to be made. Um, the same with you. Know, you could you could argue the same with Marco Silva, which we'll talk about a bit later with uh, Watford. But like you know, both managers are in real tip top shape at the moment. Take taking what we would consider to be um, mid to lower table teams. It's a seven and eight. Yeah, it's like into like a really commanding position this early in the season. Again, like these early points are going to count when it comes to later in the season. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it's a good claim to be made. To be fair, and I, I don't know. What do you reckon? Would you Would you take it or? Um. Yeah, I would. Uh, in the sheer fact that you know Everton's a huge club with a huge history. I know Burnley is too, but not on the same. They're not, they're not like, you know. It says for itself, really, when you, when you put Everton and Burnley together, and you Everton is sitting eighteenth and Burnley sitting seventh, and you still like to be honest, Everton's still a bigger, bigger club than Burnley. Oh, of course, and you know, West Ham are a bigger club. Most of the teams above them, like yeah, yeah. You know, so like yeah, you know, the, the the size of a club only means so much when you're playing that absolutely trash. Exactly. Uh, we'll right, move but... on to City, yeah. West Brom, a three-two win for City. Uh, probably a bit flattering for West Brom. I want to just quickly, you know, Sane's goals. Oh. That might be one of my favourite goals for the season. Just the absolute it was, it was, satisfaction. It was, it, yeah, it was just a perfectly hit, wasn't it? And it didn't move. It just kind of goalie know, didn't dazzled. Move. Oh, Mickey, it was a thing of beauty. And uh, you know, all of a sudden, like straight away, they kind of got the reply with Rodriguez and Edison. Was there a couple of you know both goals were a bit weird, weren't they for uh, for West Brom? Kind of like chip over the top. Yeah, Could have done a bit better. Um, I think I think Otamendi was definitely the, oh, the culprit yeah. for the second one. He literally gave it to the, the defender, but he's not that good, Otamendi. That, that that's one of the, he's one of those players that keeps faith in me that City are going to drop points eventually because I don't think Otamendi's that good. I really yeah, well, don't. Yeah. Well, I guess when you play in a team that's so good attacking, the the other team's almost afraid to attack you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in in a way. Um, to be honest, like besides, it was kind of like a cliche win for City. Uh, probably not the scoreline. Normally, those other two goals for West Brom would probably be five nil. You know, City normally. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I heard a, a guy say last week, jokingly, City only scored three goals. Yes, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, you know, City fans, and I, I remember um, I, when you and me talked to a City fan at the uh, at Melbourne, oh, at the Melbourne Park. City game. Uh, Amy, Amy Park. Amy Park. Yeah. Uh, and he was saying, you know, they recently lost a game. I think it was to Chelsea, and they lost like one nil. And he's and he was saying at the time, oh well, we should have won like four five four five one. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you're out of your mind, mate. No. And now all of a sudden, it's like every game you're thinking they're going to win four five one. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> they're probably the safest team to bet on at the moment, I reckon. And that's and to win, which is you know huge. Um, probably not as certain this week against us. In saying that, they probably bet him ten nil. Um, yeah. Move on to um, a result that made me, you know, a little bit happy. But uh, um, Liverpool beat our boys Huddersfield in, uh, you know, it took us 50 minutes to break the deadlock. A missed penalty by Mohamed Salah as well. Um, <laughs> doesn't finishing. help. Yeah, he's finishing. His finishing is a very quick... I don't know why he's taking the penalty, to be honest. Yeah, who... I mean, maybe one. Very strange. Yeah. I, I did actually miss most of this game. Was Milner on? Nah, I don't think he was. He's, yeah. He hasn't been playing. Well, Milner, yeah, I was gonna say Mil- like because Milner doesn't miss, and he was on. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was on. So makes uh, makes very little sense that your best penalty taker would take it. And, yeah, that is weird. And even then, like, you, what about you? You know, what about Sturridge? What about Firmino? Like, yeah, well, yeah, well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We have got the result in the end, three 0 comfortable. Probably a bit flooding for us. Um, Sturridge, you know, nice little chip goal shows that he's got you know, bit of poise. 
one thing Sarge has always done very well, in my opinion, is he's very creative. And, you know, a lot of players would have, you know, panicked under that situation where the goalkeeper is charging at you. And, you know, that ball sits at a very awkward height. Just to put it over the goalkeeper and, and put it into the corner, it was... I, I thought was just a sign of um, a guy that is, you know, is comfortable in those situations where the pressure's on and you need a cool, calm head to maybe, you know, think of something a little bit, something outside the box even. And for Sturridge, he's always been very good at that. So it was good to see him get on the score sheet. Um, Ronaldo scores his first goal for Liverpool of the year. And Firmino scores his first goal in a couple of weeks. So it was it was a decent result for Liverpool. I don't think you look too much into it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think Huddersfield are going to be one of those teams. Like, yeah, obviously they had the great result against United, but they got absolutely spanked by Spurs and have been absolutely spanked by Liverpool. It's kind of like, yeah, I think I think away from get home, them. yeah, away get from home results. against the top six, six teams, I think they're going to really struggle. And yep. uh, it, it looks like you know it's kind of showing on the scoreline. I will ask a question for you, Mickey. Uh, I saw a post today. Oh, no, I think it's going to be our new favourite group, Premier League banter group, which is absolutely trash. Yeah, it is. Say. It's full of trash. Uh, uh, Give they, it right. It's right. It's right. By the they, way. Had a, they had a poll. They had a poll saying who's the best manager in the league. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get your um, your take on it because um, Klopp's kind of some way kind of mid-table in that kind of realm. Yeah, I, thought, where, I thought where that was you, generous probably. Where would you put uh, it? This year. Yeah. Where would you kind of rake him in turn? Like, you know, don't have to give me an exact. Does it have to be this like on this season or on? It's just right now. Who do you think would be the best manager? So you can take whatever you want out of that. I'm just looking. I'll give you the. uh, I'll give you the uh, the table. There's the table. What? So Pep's on top. Mourinho, Posh, and then there's a massive gap to um, into Conte. Uh, fourth, which I think is harsh considering Conte's the uh, the rating. The rating you can't see. So it's uh, 89 Guardiola, 54 Mourinho, 52 Posh. Uh, 22 Conte, 20 Benitez, 16 Daesh, 13 Klopp. You know what? To be honest, he's probably where he should be, to be honest. I thought uh, I actually thought Marco Silva might be above him too. Well, Marco Silva's only on 10 and Wagner's above him on 13. Yeah. Um, a lot, I, I think Rafa Benitez is a better manager than Klopp, to be honest. Yeah, uh, Ronald Koeman only on the two votes, which is a bit disappointing at the moment. But, uh, what, like, just thinking on, on the Rafa Benitez thing, would he go back to Liverpool? Like, if Liverpool just go, hey, you know, do you want to come back home? Oh, yeah, he would love it. That, it'd, be, it'd be a pretty cool return, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. You, you know, football fairy tales aren't a, aren't a dying thing yet, Mickey. It still happens. Oh, I don't think, like, the fairy tales will ever be dead fully. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as you've got a fan base and, you, you know, as long as you've got players that still make it through like the local academies and make it through to their, their teams, uh, the romance will never quite be over. Uh, we'll move on, but for, uh, Watford, Stoke, uh, not like, you know, a bit disappointing for uh, us being, you know, converted Watford fans to a point. Uh, Stoke getting much needed win. Fletcher with a really nice goal, actually, on the edge of the box. It Paul was very Skulls-like, good. goals-like, Mickey. Yeah, it was. And, and and as I heard on the actual game itself, just like a training drill. And yeah. surprisingly, how Fletcher found himself so free. If you look at the replay... Um, the ball gets flicked in from a corner. He pretty much catches it on the volley, puts it into the bottom corner, which is a fantastic finish by the veteran, uh, Fletcher. Um, but he did find himself in a, in a ridiculous amount of room to take the shot. No pressure, no one on him. And that's what you get for leaving a man, you know, sitting just in that little dome section of the box. Um, just for people who don't know, if you can get a, you can picture where he was. Um, <laughs> I love these diagrams. That unfortunately, this wasn't the talking point of this game. Um, if anyone's seen any footage of it, Troy Deeney actually, I don't know what he done. He kind of grabs um, Joe Allen's face, like, and just kind of like almost like tries to rip his face apart. Yeah, 
he looks like one of those that uh, he looked like I saw a few comparisons like Frankenstein and that because his head and that he just looks really odd in that in that kind of yeah. footage. Uh you know, saying it's like a choke. Uh, I, it's he, hard. See his thumbs. Like, he was like pushing on his cheeks. Like yeah, like he had one on. For that me, thing. I think it's a bit kind of um, like surely he's got to get a couple of weeks for that, and it kind of just like degrades him a little bit because he like. It's all good coming out in the press and saying that teams are weak and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Your team lose again and, um, you know, and those kind of actions, you're supposed to be leading the team. You just look like a thug, to be honest. Like, And, you know, you look at the photos and Joe Allen's a good head smaller. Yeah, it was. It looked it, it was it looked, was looked very precious. The whole yeah, whole it did. And I wonder if you went up to a Lukaku or something, maybe he'd be doing the same thing. I doubt it. No, um, I don't know. So, you know... You know, for being a bully and you, you can talk shit and all you want, Troy Denny, but, you know, that kind of action just kind of throws you under the bus as, you know, being a bit of a bully, as I said. Yeah, and it, it brings it, it on... Doesn't, it, gave, it gave a sour taste of the game. It brings on the negativity that um, Deeney can get attached to. You know, when, when Deeney's up and going and when he when he puts in it all for, for the right reasons, which is for the team, and he's done that in the, basically this whole season so far, uh, you, you know, he can be recognised as a really decent player and a real good team player. But when he does stuff like this, it, it kind of puts him back to what he... What he know, was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he has... He, he doesn't he's, have a he's great... He's been in jail, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he obviously doesn't have a great reputation that goes with him. And, uh, you know, stuff like that's just silly. And in all honesty, like... Yeah, that's that's probably a couple inches away though. That thumb, or like, to get into his eye. Yeah, yeah like to like go you know, get. And I'm sure it would have probably crossed his mind at some stage. In all honesty, yeah. Well, <laughs> back in the cells, he was. Yeah, <laughs> back in the back in the yard. back in the slammer. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to comment. I could say a lot of things. Uh, move yeah. on to Arsenal, Swansea. Uh, Kalasnach is looking like a really decent pickup, Mick. He's a bull, isn't he? Um, I love him. I, I, yeah, his first game, I saw him. You know, do a couple little tricks, and uh, he. He looks like a big man. He looks like somebody who's meant to be a centre back, but he's uh He's just found himself on the left. Yeah. Is uh, he free transfer? Uh yes he was. Yeah. So for you know, with all these, you know, fifty million defenders now, and this guy's turning into a real treat for Arsenal and you know, for every, you know, Pierre P- Murdersacker and all that, he was called by Dini is a soft and that, you know. Yeah. They've got this left back now who's um he's he's a physical presence, you know, when he's around and um yeah, he set up the second goal for Ramsey um, with a bit of smart. Like, and this is another thing too that probably added another thing to his game. Um, he was running in for the for what he what the defenders thought it was a, a shot on goal, and he kind of just bring it back in with a little bit of finesse. And yep. Ramsey's goal was a bit lucky. I think the goalkeeper could have done a lot more with that one. Do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, both both goal ke- both goals came with a bit of a deflection off the keeper for Arsenal, but yep. the first one was very very tough. I would have been. Very hard for the goalkeeper to save that one. Maybe a better goalkeeper would have done it. And Arsenal, and to Arsenal's credit, they they come back again from being a goal down in the twenty second minute from Claus. Um, you know, Arsenal's season is starting to turn. They 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 kind of um for me they're out of the headlines that they were in at the start of the year. Like they were making a lot of headlines, sort of saying how you know how poor the of a state the club is in. Um, for me now they've kind of just. Um, put their head down a little bit, you know what I mean? Got some results together, and they're kind of just, you know, staying out of the head, headlines at the moment, which is good for them because they needed just to kind of um, get some results together, which they have. And they find themselves fifth, a draw points with Chelsea, one point against Tottenham. Um, they're only four points from second, believe it or not. And and that's the difference a couple of weeks can make. Um, you know, like who would have thought, you know, after that 4-0 throbbing of Liverpool that they were going to have this like they're going to be sitting, you know, above Liverpool a matter of three or four weeks later, which is, you know, good for them. Um, 
they'll keep pinching away, uh, working away. They've got a massive test this week. This will probably be the big test. And um, the one thing that they can't afford this week is another throbbing from the top 16 because that will just drag them straight back to the front page of the Sun or something and, and say how bad of a position is this club in. Um, but if they can get a result against City this weekend, that that's a game changer for me. I think that they'll turn him into a club with a bit of optimism. Yeah, they you know Arsenal did. They got over the hump a few weeks ago. They've been kind of grinding out these results. Not the uh, not the most convincing fashion each all these games, but you know they're winning. You don't want to go down ever. Like really, if you yeah. if yeah if you didn't want to, you, you wouldn't go down and have to come back every game. But you know Arsenal are. It's funny when teams like Arsenal and United who both. And Chelsea, sorry, I will say, uh, all three of those teams have been in crisis this season, yeah. and yet you know, two weeks later, or like two weeks after they're in crisis, all of a sudden they're back in, you know, they're back where they are. Like you know, United yeah. were in crisis last week; they're five points off the lead, um, and you know, Chelsea are one point, one point off third, and like you know, it's kind of like. It's it's just how it works, you know. Like yep. big teams, when they go on crisis, all they need to do is lose one or two games, or yeah, grind yeah. out one, and, one point. Yeah, and all they have to do is win two games in another new flavor of the week kind of thing. It's a it's a very uh, topsy turvy kind of world, the old Premier League, and um, it's a vicious cycle. Mickey. It is a vicious cycle, but it's good to see for Arsenal's sake that they've, they've actually stayed out of uh, you know the the hateful comments that they've been getting normally and. Um, yeah, they'll move on to a big test this week, bro. Um, moving on to a, another game, Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Um, does relegation become a topic for Bournemouth now? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, this is, a, again, not a pretty win, uh, much like Arsenal kind of grinded out this one for Chelsea. Uh, Hazard's goal, I've... I've yeah, you know, a lot of people saying the Begovic shouldn't let that go on the near post. I think Struck. the defend, I think the defender should have kept his feet too. Like <laughs> it's um, hard when your team's falling over their own feet, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, it will opened up Hazard to the to probably most of the goals when he come up to that shot. Yeah, um, he ran into the inside post and he shot with his left foot, and yeah. it was a thunderbolt. Like he yeah. just smacked the crap out of it. Um, Begovic was beaten in his near post. But um, I think he was half expecting it to go across him, and yeah. I think that's what caught him out in the end. And um, I don't know who the centre back was or the left back or right back, sorry. But uh, when the ball was played through, he actually chipped over himself, and that's what kind of yeah opened opened up the whole goal to Hazard. Yeah, you can't you can't let players like Hazard get that much space. They're going to take advantage every time. Good players, not many. Um not many will intentionally go for near post in those situations. Like, you know, the, the standard thing is to try and go across the goalkeeper, but that's sometimes what separates a good player from a great yeah. player. This is why Hazard's so highly regarded. Yeah, and, and he had the balls to go for it too. You know, you've got the split second to think about it. And um, and with his non-preferred foot as well, is uh, it just shows that he's, he's at another level, Hazard. Uh, what do you, uh, like, you know, Bournemouth, I do think they're in kind of the relegation point at the moment. As I said before, where Everton, West Ham won't get relegated. And if you go through the, the bottom three teams that aren't them, like it's Swansea, Bournemouth and Crystal Palace, like West Brom aren't going to get relegated, let's be honest. You, you like, wouldn't think so. No, Stoke, Stoke, you'd think would get away with it. Huddlesfield and Brighton are kind of, they've got a nice little gap at the moment. Like yeah. They're, they're obviously... They're, they're treading water at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, there's every chance that they're going to get brought back down, of course. But, you know, they're, they're at the moment, they're doing fantastic. Like Burnley, like teams, teams that they might have thought they'd be battling it out with are far, far above them. And it's it would be getting worrying for them. Like, you know, it's not like, it's unfortunate because it's only a one nil loss. And like, as I said last week, you know, they could have easily beaten Manchester city and, um, yeah, they end up getting pipped by then. So it, it's, it's a very strange situation for them. Uh, they'd be, very, very worried about going into these next few weeks because points are going to be absolutely crucial. And they have Newcastle, which is a huge yeah, well, game. But, you know, when you're going into that game, you'd say Newcastle would probably win at the moment. And that, you know, as, as a team that they would have been com- classed as competing against at the start of the year, 
they find themselves all, almost out of touch. Well, they would. They probably would find themselves out of touch if Newcastle win because that would put them 10 points behind them. Exactly. Uh, we'll move on to the last couple of games, Mick. We're going to get through these ones. Uh, Brighton versus Southampton. A nice little, uh, nice little poacher's goal from Southampton. It was a Davis. Yeah. Uh, off the, uh, off the woodwork. Free, beautiful yeah. free kick, to be fair. But... Um, do you think our boy was wrong to go for it? Matt Ryan, the keeper? Well, he hit the bar, so it's kind of you can't. Yeah, the argument was he was never going to be able to get there in it anyway. Um, yeah, I guess like and, he, and once it hit the post, to come out and he's missed. He was out out of the action. He was gone. And uh, yeah, also once it hits the post, doesn't it become the defenders? You know, yeah, the defenders' responsibility to make sure they get there first. Like it was very slow to react, much like Dyer actually for Spurs like, yeah. in a different sense. You know, um, th- and that's kind of you know attackers will you know, they'll they'll pounce on anything, Mickey. They mm. they they're hungry. They want a goal and. Uh, you know, but a draw is, uh, is a very handy result in the grand scheme of things for a team like Brighton. Like Southampton, yeah. I, you know, I just don't, I don't believe in Southampton this year. I just don't think they're that good. I think like they're, they're a little bit of a runaway from being down towards the yeah, well, 15th, 16th area. 100% agree with you. Um, I think they're just scraping in results at the moment. And, and this is another one they probably did in the end. Uh, Glenn Murray, you know, scoring the equalizer and... You know, for Brighton, they're just chipping away, aren't they? They're, they're, they're fighting their way and... They keep going this way. Obviously, they will stay up. I think um, they've just got to hope. Like for them, one point's satisfactory at the moment. Um, Would it be great? It's not sustainable over a whole year, but yeah, you know, for them at the moment, it's keeping them comfortable. Wouldn't it be great if all three uh, teams got promoted to stay up? It'd be very cool. Well, and- it's looking more and more likely with the weeks going by, isn't it? Well, what do we got? We got. Uh, we're currently ninth. 12th and 13th. So mm. it's, uh, it's pretty impressive when you yeah. actually think about it. Um, yeah, much else to say about this one, Mick? No, I think we should leave that one the way it is. I think um, not too much to talk about. A game that I've left to last, because cool. it did have a few talking points, is uh, let's just 2-0 win, uh, win over Everton. Um, Dimitri Gray is a, is a player that is highly rated at Leicester, I know for a fact. Um, he... Start off the first goal with a brilliant bit of run. Yeah. He's got some pace about him, this kid. And, um, he's, I think he's probably at the right place. The, the, the players he's playing around and the type of you know game plan that Leicester play, this suits this kid right to the, onto the ground and it showed on the weekend. Yeah, uh, the, Leicester's one of those teams that I think a lot of players would, would want to go to if they want to come into the Premier League. They're one yeah. of those, like, if you were just kind of, like, oh, you're going to get transferred to the Premier League. Leicester be one of those, like, let's go. Let, they're one of those haven clubs that everybody would be like, you know what? Like, if I can't get into one of the big six and I'm not going to get a starting position, Leicester's that perfect middle ground. Well, the, you look at the squad they've got the players and you go, you know what? You know, these are some really good players in this team. And I think that a lot of the time it's been going underrated last season or two. After, after Obviously, after their title winning um, season, you know, they, they did keep a lot of those players. Like they lost Kante and drink water, I know that. Um, but the rest, most of those squads are still there. And, and you know, Vardy, he, he's become, you know, good goal on the weekend. Um, Mares is starting to find, you know, that form that kind of made him um, the PFA player of the year two years ago. Yeah. Um, and they could go another five or six games and get three or four results here and still go underrated. That's, I think that's, a, that's probably the... Um, their trump card, as you would as you would say, because you know, um, if they get another three four results, they'll set them up for the year, um, and you know they could start challenging again for the you know the seventh and eighth eighth and seventh spot, you know. Yeah, that that's the spot that I think we both around about had them at the start of the season. They're they're a good team. They're a team that um I think neither you know Spurs or Liverpool would want to play. Like you know, I'd always be yeah, more, no, I'd be I'm worried. Never, I'm never a fan of playing Leicester. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're one of those teams that kind of they nerve a lot of teams, and I think that. 
you know, they've got a bit of a spine going. They've got, you know, they've got, as you said, they've got quality. They've got a championship team within that team. Yeah. Like, so, you know, and I, like, you could argue that, you know, it was a, G, it was a lightning, lightning in a bottle kind of scenario, that title win, which it was in, in a lot of senses, but they still did it. And, you know, they, yeah. they've obviously got the talent to do it. Uh, Everton, look, <laughs> Yeah, I thought maybe new manager might be able to scrounge a bit of a result. Or... Well, yeah, well, Leicester had the same deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, interesting one on Leicester's manager, um, a former Southampton manager that they got rid of, even though he took them to ninth um, the season he was manager. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, Pure or something. Pure? Yeah, Pure or something. I'll stick with that because it's funny. <laughs> it was interesting to see how this guy goes. Um, he's a bit more quiet. Um, his game style is a little bit more... Um, you know, about survival more than, you know, going into that to that next stage. So, you know, with the players he's got, which, you know, they come with a bit of ego now after what's happened in over the last few years at Leicester, it'd be interesting to see how he, he commands that dressing room and, and hopefully turn them into a decent team at work this weekend. But for me, Everson are probably one of the poorest teams going around at the moment. And, you know... It'd be interesting to see how they go against Stoke. It's like, I think it's a perfect challenge for them, I think, honestly. I, um, I, I'm just looking at the team that they lined up. It's uh, like, you know, new manager means, you know, a bit of a new team. They still, like, their their weakness is always going to be at the front. We, we don't need to say too many more times. But, you know, they've got uh, Calvert-Lewin as their kind of, their striker. Young prospect, not good enough to be a striker. Should have got somebody, should have got Giroud. Um, you know, they've got Rooney still, but they didn't have Schneider on the field. They didn't have Sigerson starting. They did have class, and I think he might be injured at the moment. It's you know, the, do you think there's a bit of a changeover because this team that they had, you know, Morales and Lennon, like Gay Davies, like yeah, there are some. Well, Morales, there are... I think Morales and Lennon was there to shake it up and 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 give him a chance, you know, new manager, new ideas, kind of thing. So I, I'm not opposed to that. I think you know those guys have probably been sitting on the bench the last you know seven or eight games, going, what the hell's going on here? Like, and 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 they've played no part in it. So to mix it up and give those guys a go, I wasn't too. Concerned about um, there are so many problems going on in Everton at the moment. Yeah, it's kind of like where do you they start? need to find their manager soon if they're not going to keep the guy they got. They are they are so easy to uh, attack against. Like there are there are holes everywhere in that team, and you know not just because of uh, Kenny's beautiful beautiful uh, oh. own goal that he <laughs> that happened. A, that was a, absolute a, cracker. It pretty much sums up Everton at the moment. That's their season, isn't it? That that five seconds of footage would be uh, the Everton. You know, season in a nutshell. It's yep. funny how, like, you know, it's funny how expectation come sometimes can get the hold of you. you. Know me with Everton, you with West Ham. Both teams are doing so poorly right now. Is that? Uh, do you think that's a media thing? Do you think that's everyone kind of buzzing them up? Do you think that's us? No, kind of? I think it's um, experience and what should happen, and we should yeah. know by now what should happen doesn't normally happen. But yeah. we continue to make um, <laughs> stupid to our say. assumptions on you know. You know, players that have been there, done that kind of thing, and and names rather than you know what suits actual team style and what clubs actually need. It's it's like Liverpool buying for fifteen attackers and no centre backs. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, well, it's about what we sometimes we forget what we should be doing, and we do. You know, we see the name or the player up in lights, and we go, we're going to go for that guy, even though he's not going to fix our problems. And uh, uh, you know, every club's. I reckon at some one stage or another has fallen victim to that. It's just um, Everton at the time that they've, you know, like if you look, even if you look at back now, like buying Sugerson and a few others, like they've already got four or five players in that position. Yeah, exactly. Where's, the, your, where's your front runner? Where's your attacker? But 
you know. It's very, very, very strange. What we'll do, but Mickey, we'll, uh, we'll have to take a break. We'll yep. come back. We've got Facebook's finest. We're going to talk about England's youth team success uh, as of late. We've got Champions League. We've got week 11 in the Premier League predictions. Oh, Mickey, it's a beautiful time to be alive. It is good. And uh, back to my favourite subject and favourite uh, segment, sorry, is uh, listening. What are you laughing about? I just lo- I love how giddy you get when this segment comes around, especially because you never usually have any. But today, Mickey, is not I- I've like actually got a day. couple. <laughs> um, believe it or not, I've actually dug deep into the internet world and su- well, I found out that you don't really have to dig that far. Yeah, there's comments everywhere, Mickey. It's just, it's just how much you want to find them. And it, it's very... Uh, <laughs> I got a I got a love hate relationship with this segment because sometimes you are uh, you take the piss out of my beloved Spurs and uh, are you going to do that again today or no? Uh no, I'm not going to do that this week. Um, I'm going to bring up a, the first one I've got today. Um, watched the quite a, a amusing video of uh, Daniel Sturridge when he uh, received his uh, FIFA card this year. Um, for those of you who don't know, he, he was relatively quick on the last one. He had 90 pace on his ultimate team card. Yeah. He found out that he had 79 <laughs> in his one this year, which is more... That's a swan dive, isn't it? And, yeah, it is. Um, And the video went on for about a, a good minute of him stealing. Just didn't quite believe it at the start. And he was visibly pissed off, which you probably would be if you've lost 11 in one year. Um, I happened to read down into the comments and all credit to Christopher Noble, who wrote, his speed would be 80 if the ambulance has blue lights on. (laughs) (laughs) Cheeky Mickey, can't be saying that all the time. Um, I got got one for you, Mickey. Uh, Romelu Lukaku's mum recently revealed that he used to have to take her son's birth certificate to football games to prove his age. Yes, and, I, did, I had that as well. And, and, uh, there's, there's a photo of him yeah. who just looks far beyond uh, his, his teammates. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> he, all, looks, he looks like he's 10. It's absolutely comical. It's very, like, he, you know, he must have, like, he's like The Rock. Like, The Rock developed very early as well. Yes. Um, I read something. I think this is just a stupid comment. Not so funny, but. Um, Go on, buddy. Give it to me. A topic come up about the best uh, bargain of the season so far, which is there's a few of them. Um, I'll read out the numbers: Kozinac for free, um, Zabacosta for twenty three million. Yep. Uh, Sergio Herrera, twenty three yeah. million. Richarlison for eleven point five, and our boy Aaron Moy chucked into the conversation really? at eight mil. There you go. The comment, but I read underneath is Richarlison's worth fifty million pounds next season. Easy. <sighs> And the problem is, like, we're we're big Richarlison fans, and that's the uh, that's that's hard. Yeah. That's hard to take someone yeah, saying that. I know, unfortunately, it makes me not want to like him as well. That's the problem. I know, but I do like him. I do love him. Um, my the re- football community recently did this one. Uh, Wayne Rooney with the quote: "I return to Everton to take them to another level." It's now cl- clear that that level is the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine uh, Wayne Rooney playing possible. in the championship right now. Oh. Well, John Terry plays in there. And speaking of John Terry, no, I actually got one. Uh, segway. Um, the Segway. There's a couple in this one. Um, if if no one's seen a video uh, of a young man called Terence Pirelli, uh, 
I think he was playing in Malaysia professional football, and it's a video of this guy that literally, like, have you seen him? He, like, gets the ball from halfway, and he's he's so quick, like, that his touches are pathetic, but he's so quick that he was able to run past the centre-back and run past the goalkeeper and score. Okay. Um, he would have left, like, it's the fastest play I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> yep. I'll put it that way. Okay. And, and it couldn't help but spark a few comments. And um, oh, no. <laughs> the caption was, the fastest play in the world by Country Mile. And someone commented, um, Nick Larson comments, sorry. You've clearly never seen John Terry running away from Wayne Bridges' house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like these ones, Nick. These are good ones. You need to go for these ones more I often. Know, I know, I know. I feel like I've got basic. Uh, this one... <laughs> this, I'm just about to go basic. So this one says, Simon Mignolet wanted to dress up as a ghost for Liverpool's Halloween party. Unfortunately, he hasn't got enough clean sheets. Ooh, <laughs> very true. He I, hasn't got one. Oh, no, got I did see a lot saying like, yeah, I'm going to dress up as a Champions League trophy and scare uh, Arsenal. And then uh, I'm going to dress up as a Premier League trophy and scare Liverpool. I thought you could just dress up as any trophy and scare a Tottenham supporter. You could. <laughs> yeah. You could. The Caribou Cup. It's scary. The Caribou Cup. You're scared of winning any of those games. <laughs> um, I'm going to finish it off with not so much as a funny one, um, but okay. I would like to bring up an amazing... Amazing stat, I reckon, that has to be brought up this week. And uh, it's uh, probably Man City's brightest talent in Gabriel Jesus. Yes. Who has recently gone through the whole year of not professionally losing a game. That's huge. Like, international-wise and for club well, for club and country, every professional game. That's big, isn't it? That is utterly amazing. And he's played a fair bit of games. No, he's got the winning culture, Mickey. That's, I think... That- um, and that includes his days at Brazil. That's pretty he was good. Playing for Fluminense, I think. I think it was Fluminense. I got, I got one more for you, Mickey. Just right. to finish off. Finish it off. Um, yeah, I, I tagged you in this one, Mick. So this was a uh, Vietnam trounced the Philippines in their a- AFCFC 2018 Asian Qualifier Group A opener. Now, Mickey, it was Philippines versus Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam took the uh, chocolates. Yep, twenty four nil. Yep. 24 nil. Now, uh, that didn't take... Did, oh, did I tell you I scored 10 goals in indoor soccer last week? Did you really? In a game, yeah. Big man. Big I scored only one Thursday Did you game get the game ball? No. <laughs> you should, you should I should have had it three times, really. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just bring out more balls. <laughs> you got any more balls? <laughs> uh, so, that didn't stop uh, Hung Hoyong uh, from making this comment saying, no problem, Philippines are still the kings of Asia. Losing they're, not 20- even, they're not even the kings, are they? Because the show better than them. 24-0, Mickey. I think these ones That's are a lot. A bit, uh, a- That's a lot. Uh, Mickey... It looks like a futsal picture, but I don't know. It does actually look like a bit yeah. of a futsal picture. Um, I will. You want to bring up this one, Mick, because uh, England doesn't have much success in terms of a c- country in terms of the senior team. But recently, we've been we've been well. I say we because I think they're they're our kind of second team because we're a Premier League podcast. Uh, been absolutely dominating. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm and, like half English, so. so you're half England supporter. I actually do support him, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I would agree. A bit of success that's been happening over the probably past year or so now. Yeah, so um, it, it begs to differ that maybe England's time um, of losing the first game of the group stage might be up. Um, yep. You know, the, now they've got the under 17s that have won the World Cup, the 19s have won the Euros, and the 21s have won the World Cup. Um, is this a new time for England? Because, you know. I've seen teams before do the same kind of thing with Spain and Germany and, and they've rolled onto that national success onto the senior side. And I just think maybe this is an exciting time for England. Um, a couple of their youngsters, you know, playing extremely well. Um, 
do they do they look to bring some of these kids into the senior sides in the Premier League, or you know, do they just hold off a little bit? It's tough, oh, isn't it? Well, it's... some of them have already featured. Um, Solanke, um, there's a guy called Poddane or something, I think. He's a Man City player. He's only, yeah. un- he's only under 17s. He, he just played, but he was the star of the show there. And a couple of other players that, you know, have come through there, the youth ranks and started to feature. Um, you know, is this exciting time for England or, you know... Do we just maybe hold off for a second? It's kind of hard not to get a little bit excited because, you know, when you like you say all this and, like, you know, they've got the next, you know, got, like, three separate age groups that are really doing well. Imagine having, like, and I'm just speaking off the top of my head, the, the England squad, so you can chuck in some other young players, but imagine having, like, you know, a Harry Kane, Dele Alli and Rashford as kind of your experienced players. Like, yeah. that's some decent experience. Because, like, in five years' time, those players are going to start coming through and then you're going to have these, you know, Established I'm, I'm confident Kane and Rashford are going to be world class. Well, by then, I, I assume they would be, and Ali won't be far off if he if he keeps on the way he's going. So it's it's going to be pretty scary, you'd think, from other team from other countries. Yeah, I just think like, and it's already like, unfortunately for England, they're very much um, when the team's doing well, they want to know every player, they want to know, you know, they want to, they're very um, media involved, and oh, yeah. everyone has an opinion, everyone has a say, and and this is where half the pressure starts from. The only problem, the thing I think I worry for England is there's too much for these kids. And as much as they will try to stay away from it, they, they can't. They're English. I don't know why they can't. Every sport, you know, they, they really jump on to the, the players that represent their country, which is good. I, I wish Australia was a lot more like that in most sports. Yeah. I think for us, we're a lot more relaxed. And I think that's why we are such taking such a swan dive in, in international performances, whether it was the Olympics or, you know, other sports. Um we have this this mentality that it's okay to lose, and I think that's the difference between maybe in England and in Australia. Yeah, I guess I guess a lot of it is expectation, and because because we don't have like you know this expectation of like when we come up in say the World Cup, we're not really expected to get through the other uh, group stage, but so why? we don't we don't expect it. And when we don't, we're like, ah, oh, well, we don't really care about we don't care about this game. That's kind of our mentality, yeah. which, which isn't the right way to go about it. I feel like, but it, I think even in the Olympics now, like we are so we perform so poorly now yeah, compared well, to what we used to. Tell you like, what. And even like in Olympic Games, we kind of go, oh. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually I 100% agree with that. I remember, you know, two, three Olympics ago, we were like... The stars yeah, in, are swimming. Yeah, we were like probably the... I think we were usually top five in terms of the medal tally. Yeah. And now like we're, we are way down. I remember one Olympics, we won like five, six gold medals. I was yeah. like, yeah, which like, is great for a few countries, but for a, a country, for it's a, like... Australia's, he's got 27 million people and, you know, and... One of the um, more definite gifted countries in the world in terms of um, you know poverty resources, yeah, resources and 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 what we can you know give to kids growing up and and athletes and all that kind of thing. It's pretty dis. Well, they're all discussing really. They're all playing ultimate team, Mickey. That's what's getting them down. Well, if that could get me into the Olympics, I'd be playing <laughs> a lot more. Uh, but I already played a lot as it is. But yeah, so this this you know the youth teams, everyone's winning. Um, how long do you reckon it takes before you know? They kind of get hit with the stick of you know this kind of media frenzy. Like well, you know, they're starting to pick out individual individuals. You know, I've been watching a couple of reports, and you know, like the other seventeen boys got back the other day, and you know, media was already there waiting for them, and kind of like, you know, it's hard for these guys not to get ahead of themselves. Um, yeah, you know, like 
like for me, like I know two or three under seventeen England players' names already, and like that's that's like I live in Australia. Yeah, you know that, what I mean, like, that is very strange, isn't it? You know, and I like I know one of them plays for Man City. That fighting kid who he scored a couple in the in the final, and I know one of them plays for Liverpool, and I know Calvert Lewin, and I know a couple. You know, plays a little little bit older, but um, it's I think hopefully for England's sake they don't fall into the same trap as what they do because. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen. You know, like I, I even think of like guys like Theo Walcott, you know, Ox Chamberlain, Will Shear, like <laughs> the they, these were these were t- half of Arsenal team. The whole team. Arsenal team. <laughs> but you know, you you look at those kind of guys, even like you know Ross Barkley when he was younger, and, yeah, you definitely. Know, you know, guys like that, they were talked up to be world beaters. I don't think I've seen one of them become a world beater. You know, like yeah. who's the best out of them? Yeah, it's and and where are they ranking? Like they can't, none of them can get a game. And the new wave has kind of come through with, you know, as I was saying before, with those young players at the moment. It seems like they, the quality that's in now are a bit better than what they yeah. were. Maybe they're picking and choosing who they want to put on a pedestal a bit better. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. But like, don't forget, like Theo Walcott went to a World Cup at sixteen. Yeah, it's pretty, like before, pretty bad. like so he would have been able to play in the youngest World Cup on the seventeens, and then went to went with went the seniors. To, yeah. <sighs> So, you know, you gotta see where like what's going on and, and and maybe like maybe it's time for England to be a bit smarter. Um I've I've heard that the FA at England are a lot better about how they go about it now. Um yeah, like they're a lot more um in the group as one and they're a lot more connected to the senior team now. So, you know, it's quite a good thing to have an England FA and I think overall it's exciting times. It's just about maybe just Holding off, holding off before going four hundred, I think on these guys. Would you ever go to a World Cup, Mick? Like depending on where it was. Yeah, I, I definitely would love to. I'd love. To. It was one of the things that I've always wanted to do. It's been unfortunate that the uh, the World Cups that are kind of in our like probably our prime times. You know, like how old are we now? What are we? 20, oh, 25, 24. 25, 24. So twenty four, twenty. Like next year when it all happens, like. They've been in pretty poor places. Like they haven't yeah, been great. Like, yeah. Like I'd love for it. You know, imagine a World Cup in England. Like imagine like yeah. the seeds or like, even even like in America or like you know like somewhere in Europe. Somewhere like, where we probably wouldn't feel we about like the, the main thing is you want to feel safe. I don't. I wouldn't feel one hundred percent safe going to Russia. And it's the problem is with Russia is that there it's so far between like you know cities and like this yeah. it's such a big place. I think there was one. Stat, it was like something like, you know, you, you can travel from one stadium to another and go through about three different time zones. And like, you know, like, yeah. so it's pretty, it is pretty mad how it all works. And you know? it's just, it's, it'd be too expensive to travel. That's yeah, the and it would. And I think for someone like, for us, like we, we support a nation that probably wouldn't have the same representation as a lot of, so you, you know, you don't want to be walking around with a minimal, yeah you know what I mean? Like you, you think of an England fan base, you're like, you know, unfortunately it's at the stage and with football, you know, Hooligans and all that kind of stuff. You want to be in numbers. You want to be safe. You know yeah, I mean? strength like, in numbers. Like like when any anything really, you don't want to be walking around anywhere by yourself in, in terms of in night in a place. You and Russia is probably not the way you know the top five places to be walking by myself at night time. Yeah, Putin wouldn't really and enjoy that. After a couple of beers, I know I can just go wander about. So it's probably best <laughs> for me to. They yeah. do have some nice beers yeah. in Russia. Um, we'll move on to Champions yep. League, but Mickey, uh, we won't go too in depth about this. I want to get like your opinion on who's going to win. And uh, like, what do you think in terms of who's got the best chance in terms of England um, uh, to do better, to do well? What, what are you thinking? Uh, I think United should get the result against Benfica. Um, they are at home. Um, I, I can't say anything other than United victory. Um, Roman Chelsea is going to be a good game. Um, yes. 
Roma have been defensively very well. The only team that's really scored three against them is Chelsea. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, it was interesting to see Murata's comments during the week saying that he finds England stressful. Um, I think probably a lot of the backlash that he caught before the season started probably is taking his toll on him. Do you think that's something to do with the media scrutiny that probably gets oh, 100%, put under? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think that is mostly that because, you know, he would have... He, he was almost told, and even by us, he was told he was no good before he even started. <laughs> he would have been listening. <laughs> yeah, well, I would. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So maybe he's finding that, that hard and, and maybe a move back to Italy's on the cards. Maybe. But, um, you know. I'll tell you what would be a really good game. Napoli-Manchester City. Yes. Big, big game coming up. I'm yep. really, really excited for this one. Right the yeah, I know. That's how good. That's how excited you are for it. Uh, yes. you know, after the last game, I think that you know Napoli would be unlucky not to get at least a point out of the whole situation. So I'm really excited to see what they can um, do. What they could do, and like again, like City are absolute quality outfit. I'd love to see what kind of side they're fielding as well. So it's it's a big. Yeah. There's a lot to take in with this one. I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, and we'll move it on to Liverpool versus the pub team, or whatever they call it. Another one. <laughs> no, it's the same pub team. Same pub team, okay. Yeah, see, it's like, because they're, they're playing the first team again. What, what, name the name for me, Nick. Uh, what are they called? MK, oh, Maribel. Yeah, MK and Maribel. That's oh, them. Oh, yeah, I know them. Yeah, MK Maribel. Come on, don't pretend. So, like hopefully that. we win 7-0 again. Uh, Tottenham versus Madrid. Woo. Now, Woo-hoo. Tottenham versus Madrid at Wembley. It's almost like a final, isn't it? Big, isn't it? I think that this is one of those games that if by chance Spurs are to absolutely pull something out of the bag and they win, we're guaranteed to go through. Which is sorry, yep. there's a even if you draw, I reckon you're pretty safe. Yeah, like it's a lot of results have to go against us, but Spurs are the kings of bottling shit, so uh, we, we, we're every chance to. You're bottle. the kings of bottling shit. Oh, uh, who who who's gonna? Liverpool's pretty good at that as well. Oh, that's why we support these clubs, Mickey. We we stick by them through thick and thin, yeah. and mostly thick. Mostly uh, thick. <laughs> hey, if we can live through Richmond's Premiership joke, we can live through anyone's. <sighs> Don't get me too excited. Dun, dun, um, dun. Do you uh, do you put any hope into Spurs? You know the yeah, I do. I actually do. I think they might. You know, they might come out again and play well. I think probably no Harry Kane again. Probably no Harry Kane. That's all right. You live. Um, you got to play Lorente for ninety minutes, buddy. If you're not going to play Kane, I love Lorente. I'm a big fan of Lorente. Actually, I, I must admit, I'm going to put my hat to him. How you been saying he's been playing lately? You been playing alright? Or uh, I, I thought he played fantastic against Madrid the first game. I really, really enjoyed him. Uh, he came on, you know, against United at a. Bad time. At a weird time. I don't know why they didn't start him. I love I, I love Sun, and I'm just going back to that game, but I love Sun, but he's not now an out striker. He he's can't b- play by himself, can yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. He's not he's not a he's not strong enough. He's not somebody he's great taking people on. He has he has a really good ability to uh be able to, you know, make some defenders look very, very average. But I think that um Lorente, the way he holds up the ball, puts people through, he, he's always looking to help help the team out. And I think that, um, you know, Sun's great at taking shots. He loves having a shot and he loves scoring. He said that many times. He's like, I just want to score goals, which, yeah. is, which is great. Which is great. But, um, it reminds me of me. Yeah, exactly. But I think like Lorente at the front and uh, Sun on the left. I think it's a wiser decision. And I think Lorente's been there, done it before. So I think the occasion won't fear him as much as maybe other players. And just just before we move on, I saw, um, I tagged you in a video, Mickey, uh, about Lamella, about our boy Eric Lamella, who yeah. I, I've consistently said, uh, who's a cokehead. Apparently, this has been uh, an internet thing that's been swirling yeah, around. Yeah, but it is his big room. I don't believe it. it. It's very interesting, but isn't it? He's been out for over a year now. Yeah. Over a year, hasn't played, and he's, you know, these recurring hip injuries or like, you know, very, very strange. I, I, I thought it was um, just... An interesting way to go, and these rumors that have been swirling around for a while have not been apparent to me. So I think my coke addiction theory isn't too far off. 
Yeah, well, you can read anything to, into it, really. He yep. doesn't play for a year, it's a simple fact. He's and, a cokehead. Um, he's a cokehead, 100%. He's Argentinian, no wonder he is. No, he's he's not too far away from Colombia, and away yeah. he goes. Him, oh, yeah, I, you know what? David and Sanchez has been hooking him up, the Colombian bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he comes to the club. <laughs> yeah. 40 million in coke. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to our predictions for week 11, Mickey. I, re- I reckon we wrap these... Yeah, we got it quicker this week, and I'll maybe I might try to remember the results. Oh, here we go. Well, you got. The, oh, I won last week. You got the I? win. Yeah, you got your second second for the season. Yeah, what does that make it? Uh, seven two down. Yep, with uh, with one week that we didn't even fucking do. That's how good we're doing. Um, yeah. So I reckon Leicester two one. Leicester Stoke at Stoke. I'm going to go with a one all draw. Mickey Huddlesfield West Brom. A one all draw. Huddlesfield West Brom is going to be a 1-0 victory to Huddlesfield. Newcastle Bournemouth. Newcastle 2-1. 2 all, Mickey. We're Ooh. going to go to Southampton Burnley. Burnley 1-0. Southampton 1-all. Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> the big one, City versus Arsenal. You're going to miss Swansea and Palace? I miss Swansea and Palace. That's how much <laughs> I care about them. Swansea, Swansea versus 1-0. Uh, Palace are going to win this one 2-1 Ooh. Uh, um, City versus Arsenal City 5-0 <laughs> Are you actually thinking Yeah fuck it 4-2 City <laughs> Goals first I just want a goal first Chelsea United We haven't really talked about this Ooh, one the, Oh Mourinho goes back to see his old uh, friends down at Chelsea His old friends yep I was going to say old foes then But they weren't any old foes No uh, United Chelsea 1-0 Chelsea one nil. Good decision, Mickey. I'm very proud of you for that. I'm gonna go. Thanks. A, I'm gonna go <laughs> a nil all draw because Mourinho is gonna do what Mourinho does. Liverpool three nil. West Ham Liverpool. Liverpool three nil. You seem to be doing that scoreline a bit. I'm gonna go West Ham to win. You idiot. Two. Nah. Yeah. Two one. Two one. West Ham. Wait. Hang on a minute. Yeah, here we go. Hang on. Swansea vs Palace, Tottenham vs Palace. What have you done? Oh, <laughs> oh! This is why. This is why I don't trust you to do anything. Mickey has written down Swansea versus Crystal Palace instead of um, whoever the hell they've got. Who have they got, Mickey? Swansea versus Brighton is oh. the game, and I stick by my two one. Yeah, I stick by my one nil. <laughs> <laughs> two one Brighton, and you're going one nil Swansea. Yeah. Uh, Everton Watford at Goody soon. No, this is one of those it games. It doesn't matter where Everton play at the moment. No. Um, I think Everton are going to win one nil, but it's going to be a two all draw. This one, nice, nice game. I think that uh, Rooney's going to uh, turn back the clock and a nice little free kick goal, and uh, Troy Deeney's going to uh, try and uh, see if he can go fully to jail this yeah, game right instead right. of going half the way. Tottenham versus Palace. Are oh, you piece of shit? Do you actually believe that, Mickey? Are you no, just... <laughs> <laughs> Tot- but I'm going to go for it. Palace one nil. Zaha. Uh, Tottenham are going to win this one six. Four. It's going to be a really, really high score. No, they're going to win this 3-1. <laughs> uh, Kane's going to come on the off the bench. and uh, I hope he's injured too. <laughs> and Laurentiis going to score his first goal in Tottenham Colours. Mickey, any takeaways before we get out of here? Crystal Palace are paying $10. Yeah, to win. Yeah, of course they are. 5.30 to draw. Well, that's a decent bet. I'd put money on that. Uh, well, any takeaways, Mickey? Oh, I can take away that. That's fucking huge. Take away that Crystal Palace are worth a bet. We should do a uh, a weekly betting kind of uh, multi, <laughs> put it out for the, yeah. uh, the public to... Uh, Is that to get us to England? Yeah, that's to get us to England, apparently. Oh, so you're going to England? No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not you I'm, are! I'm, any takeaways, Mickey? Um, 
No. <laughs> a lot of them already knew. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Tottenham play this week and how they go if Harry Kane doesn't play. Okay, be are they a one man band? Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm my main takeaway. Thank you. Is Otamendi is, <laughs> is an absolute trash centre back, and uh, he, you know, and I also think, Mickey, just uh, quickly, Troy Deeney would be uh, my number one pick if I had to uh, have a fight with anybody as my backup in the Premier really? League. Really, I'd say Lukaku. <sighs> oh, I'll just shut I'd, you I'd down. Pay, I'd pay for that fight big time. Deeney versus Lukaku. Oh, you get over here! <laughs> and Lukaku got war. My master still bring the birth certificate and make sure he's there. Yeah, I told you he's over eighteen. I swear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. My second mic, Vicky Kennedy's going to take us out. Take us out, Vicky! Uh, well, another big week been and gone. Uh, another big week to come, and I'll see you all on Tuesday. It's going to be the best week of the best season, Vicky, of Get the, right, uh, the Premier League. Because we are going to take you all the way through it. <laughs>